When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all gonna laugh at you. You're listening to the Jersey Cool. Hey everybody, what's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. And it is one of my favorite times of year. Not so much yours. Not so much much. Not so much, but it's summertime. It is summertime. And because it is summertime, we have to do a theme because that's, right. that's just our brand. And I have to say, we both, you came up with an awesome theme and we both went very different ways with it. But the theme for this Jersey Ghoul <laughs> summer is, drum roll please, Cruel Summer. Cute, cruel. Cruel, cruel summer. summer. Yeah, I love when we sing. I know what the audience does too. Cruel Summer is an awesome theme. Kudos to you, my friend. Well, it's funny because we were trying to come up with some ideas mm-hmm. and it's like you were rattling off a couple of different movies. Yep. We kind of went in the direction of you were rattling off movies we could watch, but like, what could the theme be? How could they all correlate together? And I was just trying to come up with a theme. I popped up with Cruel Summer and then we're like, cool, let's do the Cruel Summer theme. And then we both went in two different directions of what Cruel Summer could be. And shockingly, you went darker than I did. I went very literally summery vibe movies and you went like cruel movies. I went cruel. Like I hung on to the cruel thing and really kind of ignored the summer part and was just like, what's a really- It's on brand for you. Fucked up movie. Well, and you know what? We're going to do- We're going to split the difference. Little column A, little column B. That's right. So you're going to get everything. You're going to get the happy, summery, summertime horror. Yeah, And you're going to get some really fucked up shit. Yeah. And you know me, I'm here for both. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I gotta say it's not, I was surprised with how hardcore you were willing to get. So I was like, all right, pitter patter, <laughs> let's get at her. Do it. Uh, but today we decided to stay light and fluffy and stay very literal with the summer theme. Yeah. Uh, so let's get cranked, daddy-o. All you cool dollies and jazz cats, get ready for some fun in the sun. Because tonight the Jersey Ghouls are on the stick and feeling peachy keen, jelly bean. That's right. We're taking it sort of back to the 50s, kind of. And really the bodacious 80s. Those are the two genres we're limited tonight. Can I can I ask what it means? I've worked that really hard on the stick. We, what does it mean that we're on the it's stick? A, it's a penis. No, on the stick, on the stick was um like really cool and happening. Okay. Yeah, Which I Googled I, all I of this. Am. We are Absolutely. on the stick. It's kind of like on the rag, 
but like the boy version of it, I think. I don't, I don't know. Okay. No, I don't know. I Googled it. <laughs> I wanted to sound We'll go cool. with it. You like know, we'll go with it. Don't fuck up my shtick, Jackie. <laughs> we're <laughs> just, just, you know, we're very cool. Oh, it's very rare that I do scripted shtick. <laughs> no. I love it when you do scripted shtick. Yeah, and you're welcome the because today's shtick is so good. My scripted shtick is good for you. Oh, that's I, I ride the shtick on your scripted <laughs> shtick. We're on the stick with our scripted sticks. Really um, this is go- always dirty. Always got to go dirty. I'm sorry. <laughs> you said penis before I did tonight, so I don't want to hear it. I know. <laughs> Today we are covering Blood Beach from 1981, What Up Berthier, and 2000's Psycho Beach Party. Actually a favorite of mine that I have recently learned you've never seen. Uh, Yeah, this was a first watch for both of the movies. Um, I... Well, you know what? We'll we'll, we'll get start. to it. Do we want to start with, with Blood Beach? Absolutely. Chronologically? Yep. Um, I really wanted to like Blood Beach. I'm like, it's summer, I know you wanted to, rubber man. suit monster. John Saxon is a cop. Right? As a sexy I was, captain. I was ready to love this movie, like cult classic. Oh my God, so good. Um, It was kind of boring, except for when the monster was eating people. I liked when the monster was eating people. Fair. I didn't, the rest of it was kind of just boring. Yeah, fair. So the tagline for this movie was, just when you thought it was safe to get back in the water. You can't get to it. <laughs> That's Man, a line somebody... from the movie. Yeah. John Saxon actually says that in the mm-hmm. movie because I made a note because I was like, I, one of my notes was waiting for a Jaws joke. Right. And then he says yeah. it. And, I was and like, then he says it. And that was literally, and they thought that was, put, the they were like, line? that is mm-hmm. gold. They were like, put that all over the posters. So the premise of this little puppy, in case you haven't seen it, and I gotta be honest with you, spare yourself the hour and 40 minutes or whatever, um, is is there's a uh, a little... Little monster under the sand, chomping on people, right? And I have to say, in the interest of full disclosure, just between us gals, Mm -hmm. I've always been slightly uncomfortable with sand. Not to say, like, I have this weird, like, I don't let my kids dig deep. I always think they're going to, like, yeah, like, I have, like, and I love the beach, as most people know, but I secretly, so to me, any movie that the sand attacks me does give me a little bit of the, the skeeves. Like I'm a little bit uncomfortable because I don't like the I, idea of my happy nature place being soiled in that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I I have the the memories of being at the beach and, you know, digging in, in the sand and whatever. And you get to a certain point where the sand is very wet and those little teeny tiny mm. crab things mm-hmm. come up mm-hmm. and they scared me I, I was just like I was petrified as a kid of being pinched by a crab by a sand crab so, yeah yeah I was like oh my god so uh though you know I got older and it's fine and now I will just blatantly like you know dig my feet right into the delicious sand because I like it um but yeah the the monster I like that they didn't reveal the monster till the very end and when they did reveal yeah. the monster it was very rubber suit monster <laughs> like it, it was. was very when very... i say monster i mean wormy venus flytrap thing yeah kind of it looks like one of those like inflatable like halloween things like the the costumes that you wear that are inflatable it kind of looked like one of those um i liked it i did i did like i said the, when the parts when the monster attacked and when people like they really used any excuse to get people out onto the sand um i liked the part 
when they would get attacked, but like the, there was like maybe like what, five or six attacks. Um, uh, I'm gonna point out the big fuck you to this movie. You killed yeah. a dog. Like I knew you were gonna, yeah, I knew. Yeah, you were like you don't, me. you've crossed a line with me, Blood Beach. Actually, you didn't just kill a dog either. You ripped the dog's head off. Yeah. So that's a double fuck you. Like that don't hurt the puppy. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. It was just. Eh, I will not be tuning back into Blood Beach. This isn't even like a fun one to put on in the background because everything in between the kills is just so. Oh my god, it's dialogue yeah. and the Did you see the boom mics too? I saw the boom mics. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I missed it, but I love that we saw boom Not mics. only were there boom mics, but in one occasion it like bobbled in and out of the scene nice. for for like a solid minute. And I was like, man, they're not even gonna try and crack that. They're just wrong. Like fix it in post. We'll fix it. I don't even <laughs> think they noticed. Like, so I one of the things this movie did make me fall down the rabbit hole on is David Huffman. Okay. Who was hot was hottie Harry. Yes. Which I gotta tell you, he had that late 70s, early 80s hotness that I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I would I would do dirty things. I would touch it. Yeah. So yeah. So I was did a little research and he died a really weird tragic death. Oh, no. Yeah, he was he was performing in Of Mice and Men and in San Diego, and he had drove over to the theater to bring the cast cookies. He wasn't even like scheduled to be there. And he watched two guys get into a fight, and the one guy like did something bad to the other guy. So he followed the guy and the guy stabbed him to death. No. He died a horrible, violent death. And I was like, and then the whole time I was watching, I was like, little little hottie like it made me so sad like and apparently Aww. he was like a pretty well-respected tv at, like he was in a ton of tv movies and stuff yeah. and tv miniseries and then some broadway like off broadway stuff like he was he was he was like seemed like he was going places and then he got stabbed and murdered so pour one out for harry played by yeah. uh, david huffman uh i have to say there was one death that shook me dude the girlfriend of the guy with the big hair yeah they were adored now their music scene was entirely unnecessary like nothing says 80s crap fest more than a musical interlude that is completely unnecessary yeah yeah but with that being said they were adorbs and wait i thought wait she died i thought she was the one where her like would-be rapist got his wiener eaten off oh 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 right 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 that's right she lived it was the uh, was it the the girl that lost the hat that's right. The girl that lost yeah. the hat. Yeah. His girlfriend yeah. who he was totally going to cheat on her. So it's probably for the best. Like he secretly was like, well, that worked out well. Cause I was going to bang yeah. my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. He wanted but to yeah. bang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was all very convenient. Like what we didn't see in a deleted scene is when he like high-fived the sand monster. And he was like, thanks bro. Yeah. Also, thanks, can for we talk my, about- thanks for being my wingman. Also, can we talk about the sand monster eating the guy's wiener? Because I found that to be a hyper feminist moment in the film. Yes. And I was so here for it. It's not often that I agree with the racist, keystoney, horrible cop. But when he was like, yeah, good for them. I was like, fair. fair. We're yeah, all thinking well, it. He just said it. As I was watching the scene. So the woman goes onto the beach and she is attacked. She is, you know, this guy is trying to assault her. And, you know, they tumble to the ground. She ends up getting away. And the guy starts kind of 
army crawling toward her like belly crawling toward her and i'm like dude why don't you just get up and chase her if you're well, trying to get her she just kicked his ass too why is she all like no 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 if he's yeah start i'm like you get crawling. up and run girl right. but like he's belly crawling toward yeah. her and i'm like why would he not just get up yeah, but then i realized it's the setup because mm-hmm. yeah the sand monster wants to eat his, his uh, like the full-on junk like he didn't just eat the peepee he did twig and berry oh like, you he okay chomped, he chomped yeah. the whole genital area and then it was like hell yeah yeah That's i was what, i was here for like, it. I yeah. was super here so feminist sand monster we're yeah. here for you yeah we are I would, here for you i would argue that <laughs> so i definitely also have to say that one plot point that never went anywhere that kind of chat my ass a little bit was the old crazy homeless lady slash harbinger character because right she was hey, delightful i must have missed something in my watching of this movie because when the first time I watched I had to like actually go back and look because the first time I watched it I thought she set the bombs for some reason because like the bombs <laughs> went off at the end she's and she was like actually. celebrating and I'm like has this bitch been like lifting bombs and somehow like figured it all out but then I, I realized you it wasn't her it. that's but, what like, happens when you second. watch it on double speed Jackie <laughs> because I saw her celebrating and I'm like oh, like wait normal speed normal. Hey. I did I had to rewind back like 15 minutes and I'm like what the fuck did I miss hilarious. I was I hoping I was hoping but no I, I liked her I did like her Me as the too. harbinger but I was mad because I really did the scene where she was like sitting in the little like cubby thing and like yeah I was like shit's gonna go down like she's gonna be the monster or she's gonna be working for the monster or some shit like that <laughs> nothing ever connected in this fucking no. film here was my hope and my utter disappointment and then I want to go back and I wanted to g- get in a way back machine and redo this movie because <laughs> the first time the crazy lady came out do you know who I thought she was <laughs> and I know this is bananas and I don't know why my brain went there I'm really excited. but remember in the movie Jaws Mm-hmm. When the little boy Tommy gets eaten and the mother yeah. is there and like she's the one that the slaps mom? the cop. I thought it was her. And I oh. thought that was a perfect like universe like, connect. Like, she goes yeah. nuts because she lost her kid. And now she's at this beach across, you oh know, she God. moved across the country. She's now a crazy <laughs> lunatic at this beach. And when they're not shutting down the beach again, it makes her go like super insane. And then I realized I was thinking way too much in it. And that's because I'm like, cast the same actress and make the unit, like make the multiverse that's... connect between Jaws and Blood Beach. Oh my God, that would be <laughs> amazing. That would be amazing. Like literally be pretty thought. cool. Missed opportunity, Blood Beach. 100% agree. <laughs> I 100% agree with you. I, whether whether we want, like it or not, I think this movie kind of sets. I was looking around at like sand horror movies, and this movie really kind of set the the stage for it. Really, like you know, when you think about like Tremors and all the shit that's going to come down the pike, all those weird movies that have come out since about sand being deadly, even like Creepshow Part Two, all that good stuff. Like, it, I gotta give this movie credit for trying this concept. Yeah. And I have to say, I did enjoy the ending. Like yes. when they blew up, I liked that it was actually a creature. Cause I, I thought that, mm-hmm. well, first of all, I'm a little confused as to why a creature has a layer. Like mm, how does a little parasitic worm thing create a layer? Like, does, does it hire the homeless lady? How does that work? <laughs> She's down there digging. <laughs> like, like, how does, I got you, boo. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's 
burrowing in into, and, and, and then what sucking wood tunnels. and spitting it out and yeah i mean i don't know they might have like a masonry background i don't True, know i don't know mission. the space worms life you're right well, i don't know I don't, where the worm came from you're right you can't make I'm assumptions being, you're right it's 2022 risk we don't make assumptions I anymore i'm being unwoke towards worm-like parasites please um but when they finally blow it up and they celebrate and then the who is the one kooky character who's like you stupid bat? Oh, the side the 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 oh my professor guy, right? Okay, so at one point I thought that maybe he was the one controlling it because I'm like, first off, we get mm. random kooky scientist guy who he was high right, on my suspect list too. Like rightfully, he was like you know when John Saxon was talking to him, like the scientist is being very hypothetical, and Saxon is like, dude, I don't want your hypotheticals. I need facts. And he's like, you're talking about a possibly undiscovered creature. But like, as the movie went on, like the scientist guy got real weird about it. And And very pet, like aggressive. Yeah. Like I get that, like, okay, maybe let's not kill it. You know, let's like study it. Like I get that. But also- it's killing people. Right. So we need to, let's right. draw a line of discovery because it's, let's, let's, we can get its corpse or whatever. Exactly. Um, Relax, the, John Hammond. We're going to, yeah. we're not going to, we're going to be responsible <laughs> here. Yeah. So, but he was on my suspect list. I, oh, I they have all to were. mention the, the, the disgruntled Chicago cop. Like, oh. hey, yo, I'm from Chicago. Hey, like, I, hey yo. Uh, yeah, I'm from Chicago. Uh, and I have no Chicago accent. No, I, like, no, I'm I don't just, even I'm know like, what a Chicago I, is. I instantly go to New York. I'm like, hey, yo, I'm walking here. I'm from <laughs> Chicago. Like, that's not Chicago that's at all. That's probably like, Chicago. It's fine. We're New York's mess, so it doesn't matter. Deep dish pizza. The white right. socks. Yeah. And anyway, yeah, there's sorry, this sorry, one, like, sorry. disgruntled cop that was obviously transferred in, and he makes it a point um, with almost all of his dialogue to mention that, well, that shit never happened in Chicago. Right. And it's like, really, with all those beaches in Chicago, this never happened. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just like his oh, whole he... shit was like, I'm I'm from Chicago. I'm right. from like, Chicago. How does a character like this exist in 1980? You would think that by 1980, somebody would be like, mm, this character is a literal walking trope. Should we maybe like, but yeah, meanwhile, I thought the rest of the police were surprisingly woke and and diligent at their job like the only the one guy made a joke about sleeping and he's a, he was like the national treasure f up one you know like i just thought it was crazy a two million dollar budget on this thing too which i thought was interesting um i also wish i could find a button that says blood beach it sucks you in i would wear that t-shirt yes. tomorrow i would also um little side fact i don't know if you noticed the homeless lady had a little button with a frog on it that said kiss me i don't smoke my school gave those <laughs> out and i rocked that on my book bag years until i actually started smoking and then just but, yeah. <laughs> and i felt it was no longer appropriate to wear the kiss me i don't smoke no. so it's fine. Uh, i wish i still had it though because i could wear it now what's what's nice um about this is that it was only one hour and 30 minutes so i <laughs> i really unfortunately very little academic insight insights into this film i do think it's worth mentioning of course that any animal slash wormy slash mutation thing that comes up particularly in horror themed um summer themed horror films it seems to be kind of a, a reoccurring genre trend it's always speaking to how our guards are somehow down in my opinion during when we're with nature or when we're in summer and like to me there's something scary about scary stuff on a beach only because the beach always feels like like really, I feel like the ocean's a very dangerous place, but really we all make it a very happy, like safe place in our own heads when really nothing is further from the truth. And yeah. I think I like these types of movies because they serve to remind us of just how terrifying 
all of nature really is and just how no matter how much we think our our nature is safe and and pres preserved and fun fucking worms bro you never do those sand crabs can be the least of our problems that you true. were worried about you know That's very well, true and i tell you i don't need much to be scared of the beach these days so <laughs> like the older i get the less appealing the ocean water is to me i'm always like let's go to the beach and then go back to the pool where i can see all the way to the bottom like yeah yeah. No, I have been, I have been rocking the water socks <laughs> for like you. decades because <laughs> I am one of those people that like, I don't want to step on something grody. I don't want to step on a crab. I don't want to step on even like when it's just the pile of seaweed. Yeah. Like, I will you. like, I'm like, I'm one of the people that will run out to the ocean and dive in so I'm instantly swimming and my feet never have to touch the bottom and like I'll float with my legs up so my feet don't have to touch the bottom because I don't want to I don't I don't want to squish into that I can't see I don't know what I'm stepping on yeah I'm just I'm I'm not a fan not a fan at all I used to be a big fan and now the old like I said the older I get the lamer I get the more I'm like about the ocean and now after this I'm about the sand too yeah. sand is fucking gross <laughs> Um, I think, I honestly think though, I think I prefer being in the water. I, I do like being in the water. I do love that like super hot summer day and just like floating in the ocean. No. Like that I can get down with. The moment my feet have to touch under the water though, that wigs me out. But I hate that like coming out of the water and getting onto the sand and then the sand sticking to you and it gets everywhere. And like that, that's kind of like the pain in the ass part, but that's just, that, that's just me. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm the, I used to, I mean, I do love the beach. I actually, particularly, I love the, uh, the boardwalk, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, the but, boardwalk is where it's at. But yeah, no, I love a good beach day, but I'm getting a less and less into this concept of, of, uh, of creepy sand critters. But yeah, I mean, I'm so excited to talk about Psycho Beach Party. So if there's anything else you want to talk about, please. No, we can we can move right into to the meat, Beach Party. The meat and potatoes of this episode, in my Which opinion. I have never heard of this movie. So when you're like, let's do Psycho Beach Party, and I look it up and I was like, is this a remake of an old movie? And you were like, no, dog, like from 2000 with Greg from Dharma and Greg. And I was like, okay. Well, it is, a, it is a, based on a play. Yes, yes. By Charles is. Bush. So just to give a little history on this, on, on this, it was originally a, a campy homage to 50 surfer flakes written by Charles Bush, a pretty big advocate of LGBTQ rights. Um, and he decided to put himself in the role as Captain Monica Stark. His other big movie, Die, Mommy, Die, uh, which is also based on a play of his starring Natasha Leone, who I love. And, you know, kind of like when, when people are like, well, this doesn't make sense and there's so much wrong with it. He's like, it's meant to be silly. Like it's like, yeah. if you're if you're that into the whodunit of it all, you're taking this way too seriously. And one of his quotes is like, think of it as like a goofy, like 50s surfer Scooby-Doo style mystery with a whole lot of underlying queer uh, themes. And, and I think that's a perfect way to look at it. When you look at it that way, it's fucking awesome. I absolutely love this movie. Okay. I thought, I thought it was super fun. Um, super fun. it's like, you know, it's, it's that late nineties, early 2000 teen sex comedy kind of fun with the added layer. I said that if I knew nothing about this movie, if you told me nothing about this movie and I just sat down and watched it and someone said, what's your first impression? I would 100% say, is this a John Waters movie? Because it felt very much to me like a John Waters movie. And I say that 
not being the, I don't want to say I'm not a big fan of John Waters, but I've only seen like one or two of his movies. I'm not like one that celebrates the man's catalog, but this movie felt very, and I, I, you know, and I mean that in like the highest of compliments, like this seemed like a very much like John Waters movie to me. I Um, agree. Because you've got, you've got the drag performers, you've got like the kooky characters. was amazing, I might add. Yeah. I mean, everybody in this movie was so good. I was, you know, I knew, so you told me that Greg from Dharma and Greg was in this movie and I'm like, okay. What's his face from Criminal Minds? Exactly. (laughs) Um, But then when the movie starts, uh, Lauren Ambrose, who plays Chicklet, who I loved. I love. Wait. But then we have Xander from Buffy. Yeah. Xander is Starcat. And I, Nicholas, yeah. So excited for some Xander, for like, especially like early 2000s Xanders when he had like the six pack and was, he was pretty hot. Yeah. Back yeah. then. Yeah. I was Before here for it. And he down. was like the big name of the movie back then. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the rest of these people were, and basically are nobodies, but yeah, he was like the big star. And I'm not, it's interesting to think about what made him like what possessed him to do this film. Cause I think it was very much something he definitely didn't need as much as the rest of us needed. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or like the rest of these actors needed, but so, so basically Psycho Beach Party is an homage to 50s surfer movies, but it's also an homage to like murder mysteries in all, in my opinion, in all the best ways, because I feel like you, I really, and I'd seen this movie a million times. I didn't know who done it. And when they arrested the mom and spoil, you know, like if you haven't seen this film, definitely take a pause here because I'm going to spoil the ending. But when they arrested the mom, I was like, wait, I don't, I don't, wait. And then it turned out to be the Swedish foreign exchange student nobody saw it coming i didn't see it coming. yeah <laughs> but it's it's such a fun like whodunit and like you spend most of the film like thinking about that but then what what i love the most about this is not only is it insanely feminist in my opinion because every single woman in this film whether it's the dra- the char- the drag character whether it's any of the other women they're so badass and hardcore and like unique and strong like even the one in the wheelchair who's a raging bitch yeah she's the, <laughs> she's the worst like she's the meanest where like every character to me though who's a woman is so fucking badass in her own way so like whether it's the mom who's like now nah, fuck you we're going home or like nah you ain't going out or whether it's like the captain who's like literally lost the love of her life because he tried to stop her from pursuing her dream of becoming a detective like every single woman or chicklet who's like fuck you i want to learn how to surf or her alter ego ed bowman my personal favorite character in the whole film because <laughs> who doesn't love a personality who is what was she like an was she like a dominatrix is that what yeah I'm i think okay. i think that's what they were yeah they were trying to go for her being a a dominatrix you know really Thomas commanding Gibson force rocking a full-on rocky horror fucking outfit at one point like he like strips naked and he's like got like the like a fucking like a what are those called i don't even know fucking corset boutique. yeah like but he was hot he was rocking it yeah so the women are super to me super feminist super well-written and then i actually thought provolone and yo-yo's uh coming out story was absolutely adorable i really liked it there there was just like so this is this is just such a fun movie. Like you can, you can definitely two things that this movie I walked away from uh, wanting is a I want to spend the rest of my summer listening to like sixty surf music yes. because I just want to be cool and listen to sixty surf music. But like, did this not make you want to watch Back to the Beach? Like I want oh to go God, back yeah. and watch Back to the Beach because that's I am not very oh God, I love Back to the Beach. Schooled in sixty surf movies um 
think I've seen, I think I've seen beach party beach blanket bingo beach yeah. something yeah i've seen a couple of those yeah but i mean it's been i mean that was in our hollywood video days when i, I don't, when i watched those movies so it's been forever so really my only association to like 60s beach movies is fucking back to the beach which i is, call bullshit because i know you like captain geach and the shrimp shack shooters so don't even <laughs> Don't even pretend you don't. True. I am here. I am here yeah. for Captain Geach and the Ship Shack Shooters. <laughs> Captain Geach. I love Captain. that it's Captain, not Captain. 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 Yeah, no. Captain, Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Captain Geach. No, I'm with you. It made me, and even like the scene where they're just randomly dancing, like somehow I didn't mind it as much as I thought I would. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I loved it. Fuck it. So, Amy Adams is in this movie. <laughs> yes, and this she is. is before Amy Adams is was Amy Adams. Is Amy Adams. Yeah. Um, she was she was pretty funny in this movie. I I liked her character. I did too. But I more so uh at one point, Chicklet and Starcat, you know, have that obvious Aww. I hate you, I love you relationship. Yeah. Which and I was one, here for. I'm a sucker yeah, for their at story. At one point, like she's like, you know, so Amy Adams' character is named Marvel Ann. And Marvel Ann. Sounds like a superhero. Are there? I know. They're they're an item, and so Chicklet is like, "What do you and Marveland do?" And he starts like that scene took a turn. (laughs) He's like, "Well, you know, I kiss the back of her neck, and she runs her hand on my chest, and then he starts to like, well, and then my erect penis touches her face, and like he talks about her going. She gargles my balls. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) she puts one hand is you know cupping my balls, and the other hand is playing with my anus. Chicklet was like, I'm out. Gross. Grody. I don't want to know this. Dude, that scene. Well, so two things always make me clutch my pearls. (laughs) Obviously, the scene where he describes having oral sex. And also when she turns into the cashier character. That didn't age well. Uh, No, it did not. That did not age well. No, that's uh, something we're going to have to put, you know, we're going to have to say, all right, we're going to chalk it up to 2000. We didn't know any better. Yeah. It was, you know, we went, we went for some lowbrow comedy with right that and, and unfortunately we missed the mark just as inappropriate it's a little right. bit right it's a little bit inappropriate for a white character to take on that persona but nevertheless i'm willing to overlook it as a flaw of 21 plus years ago and instead focus on all the awesome very pro marginalized people themes in this film uh because i think this film does a really good job of normalizing it. i think it's also really funny um like when the detective immediately figures out the pattern of like, oh, they're picking off people. Like, I don't know. I just, I found the detective so endearing. I just, I loved yeah. Captain Monica. What's her name? Monica Stark. I loved Captain Monica Stark. Yeah. And I loved that she and Thomas Gibson's character were like reunited at the end because I, I thought it was, no. I thought it was, it's like a happy ending for I mean, all everybody. Everybody really gets the happy ending. I love the, the, like the tie-in of like, there's a haunted you know, beach bungalow that the yeah. actress is living in. And they find out that the German exchange student actually is not a German exchange student. Nope. He was the little boy in the house where everyone was murdered and he murdered everybody because they were different. Like what? Mom was blind. Dad was yep. deaf. <laughs> his twin sisters were little people. So he had to kill everybody. Yeah. He, he, his normalcy was abnormal in that family. So he killed them all. Yeah. And then disguised himself, I guess, for the next 10 years as a German exchange student. <laughs> as one does. come back and kill anybody with, you know, so the, what, the first person that was killed was 
he had psoriasis. Yes. And then <laughs> one of them only had one testicle. And then the girl in the did wheelchair. Did he have a testicle in his mouth too? I was like, what is that? I was like, why oh, didn't it have to be a test? We knew. We could remember the context of the story. We didn't need to see it. I know. We didn't need. And it was his like, magical <laughs> testy. Like, it made me feel bad. But at I, the same time, like, it, 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 it totally this. makes sense that that's what they would do with this movie. Like, it, it oh, doesn't surprise so bonkers me. bonkers and silly. the right? slightest. Oh, God. And I think it's, it's so ridiculous and satirical that if you take it like it like even you know which character i love too is bergine i felt like she was so yeah she was like the best friend that in the 80s in like 60s movies who never gets any love it but then it, she gets now i'm about to take it she had a crush or had a lesbian relationship with Batita eventually I think maybe because she definitely, definitely had feelings for Chicklet. Because there was that scene where her and Chicklet, like she We're goes like, in for the right, kiss. Right, she but what I liked about her is like, yes, she was like the meek, you know, virginal side friend character, whatever. But I like that she grew a backbone more and more throughout the movie. I, you know, it's like more of that, like, strong female characters because at one point she's like oh no like my best friend doesn't like me she's off hanging out with these boys and did she sulk no she was like i am a strong independent woman and i'm gonna go work for the movie star and i'm gonna be her right hand man and fuck y'all if we hang out cool if not i've got a job this summer like i loved the way that every single female character in the movie could have stood on their own with the exception of chicklet wanting to learn how to surf all the women can stand on it. I loved all the surfing scenes too. Like just how ridiculous on, they all on the green looked. screen. Like, yeah, Clearly like all, on the green screen. Right. Like, I'm, surfing. All I'm just... surfing right now. <laughs> no, I really, you're right. Like Bernadine really comes into her own in a weird way. And like, even like the ridiculous rhyming that Kanaka does, I found charming. <laughs> like, because yes. so often in 50, in those movies, the characters speak so ridiculously that I thought it was yeah. just so clever. Um, and like I said, I was genuinely touched by the plot line of Provolone and Yo-Yo, especially because then Yo-Yo was able to poop. And, you know, repression and, and like anxiety really will fuck up your stomach bad, dude. Like, I mean, if there's one thing I can vouch for, it's the truth in how your stomach and your anxiety and mental health are related. So I was glad he lived his most authentic self. And then he felt better and he was able to go poop. I know. I did happy. think I did think the scene in the beginning was funny. They were they were like you know wrestling around funny? and horsing around, and then someone started to squirt Word oil on them, put them on the like the bought the baby oil on them. This film <laughs> does a good job of like legitimately making me giggle while, and I love Lauren Ambrose's performance. I love the way yes. she plays all the multiple personalities. None, it's so tongue in cheek. And I also think that like, it's, it's, it's a fun whodunit too. Like, I just think this movie hits all the best parts and it's such a great like film for this time of year, you know, like drink a pina colada and watch Psycho Beach Party if you haven't, it's a treat. Yeah, absolutely. This is, I, and I actually, I, I went on YouTube and I was able to find some recordings of people doing the stage production of this show. Oh, cool. And I'm like, this is, this looks so fun. Like this, uh, we need to do Jersey Ghouls Presents and, and do a stage production of Psycho Beach Party. Oh my God, I'm in. So much fun. It looks insanely fun to do this show. Let's tag him in this episode and see yeah. if he's well. Charles Bush, if you listen, if you've made it this far in this episode, please let us do a live. Oh my God, we should do, you know, that like drunken actors thing where everybody goes on Zoom and they do the script, but every time they mess up, they have to take a yeah. shot. Let's we can do, do yeah, we do a live read. Oh my um, God, a live well, drunken read. Did you know that in the, in the original production that uh, he played Chicklet? 
I do. I do know that. Yeah. I, yeah. And I got to tell you, I wish I could find video of that because I, I adore his performance as Monica. So good. Yes. Charles Bush, please. It worked once we tagged someone and they listened and loved us. So let's try to get Charles Bush. If you're listening, can we please do a live reading? You could be, could you be in it? You could be He's whoever got, you want. Gotta be. He's got to reprise the role. Right? He's like, got to be Monica. He can be Chicklet or Monica, whoever he wants to be. I don't care. I just want to be, I'll be happy being literally anybody. I'll be Kanaka. <laughs> I, I, I want to be provolone. <laughs> Only if I'm yo-yo. Otherwise, I'm a Only, yeah, you got to be yo uh, But uh, <laughs> as, as we said before we started to record, uh, I, I told Marissa that she was the empanada to my <laughs> provolone. I'll tell you what, you know what we need to bring back for summer? Ridiculous nicknames in lieu of mm-hmm. real names. Like Star okay. Cat and provolone. This movie, I, in my humble opinion, a perfect little horror feel good. A very cute homage. A very uh, fun LGBT. I think this has a cult following as an LGBTQ horror film. If mm-hmm. not enough people mention this though in the in in my opinion regarding like horror movies that are very queer coded and very outwardly you know pro LGBTQ right. um so I think we should talk more about this film yeah I mean this is definitely like this it also reminded me a bit of like club dread like just turn yeah. your brain off go in have Robert. fun with the whodunit kind of thing the the murder right. mystery like it is it's just it's super fun if you haven't seen it um give it a little watch you should you should yeah. watch it because it's really fun i this is the kind like i want to re-watch this movie like put up the screen outside and fill up some inflatable pools in the yard and have like just come everybody come lay in an inflatable pool and we'll have oh a God. swim in yes. and we'll watch the movie let's do it one other so one other thing i thought this this film did a good job of is talking about exploitation of like final girls and women in films particularly in the 50s and 60s right like they were so exploited and good for her for being like fuck this noise like i really loved that her character was like no i'm not doing this shit anymore i'm not playing by the studio's rules i'm making my own rules i thought that was an incredibly empowering moment too yeah Yeah, it it just goes back to what you said in the beginning like every single female character is like just there's so like they, like I said they don't they don't need there's not the need for any male character to save them in any way you know even yes. you know even even you know the mom with the daughter and things like yeah. that like it, they were just played and they were written so well is really what right. it comes down to and and from and and I think even the male characters weren't stereotypical I kind of assumed Kanaka was going to be a jerk but he actually wound up being quite kind to her when she was chiclet and he couldn't help that he was in the Edbo and you know, like I get it. Yeah. Teach his own. And I even like Starcat for being like the male protagonist had had like a sweetness to him that you almost didn't mind. Like if he was the stereotypical like surfer dude, bro, he was he was sweet for most, you know, like it was like you yeah. found yourself rooting for him in spite of his flaws. So and even know, when even in the beginning when Starcat didn't want her to surf because chicks don't surf, right. like girls don't surf, like surfing is a man's world. And then she goes to Kanaka and she's like, look, you're the head guy around here. I want to learn how to surf. Yeah. And it was like, all right, cool. I'll teach you how to surf. <laughs> and I mean, maybe uh, arguably he might've only done it because of, uh, of Ann Ann Bowman. Bowman, but either way, like he, they still, and they wound up like protecting her often throughout the, like once she became part of their little yeah. crew, you know? So I don't know. I found this to be an adorable film. Which I did like that at, at the end. So there was like a couple of, I guess, like rival guys from another beach that came 
And they were like, yeah, we need a virgin, you know, like we need to sacrifice the virgin or whatever for this ritual. And Kanaka's like, nope, no virgins here. Don't worry. And when Chicklet was like, I'm a virgin, I'll do it. You could see that they were trying to stop her in a way, mm-hmm. but they also were like, you know, look, she's her own person. If she wants to not be the virgin anymore, like we're total we can't side note, what the it's hell like, was total side yeah. note? What the fuck was gonna happen? I was really nervous. I didn't want to know. I was kind of waiting for a plot twist of like another sea monster coming out. Like, because this is like the time of like if we're gonna parent yeah. the 60s, this is the time for rubber suit monsters. Monster so I was out. like, is there gonna be a rubber suit monster? Or is it gonna be like a gangbang situation? Like could have gone either way. <laughs> could have gone either way. But again. They recognize that Chicklet has the autonomy to do what she wants with her body. They might not agree with it, but it is her body to do with. And you're right. They were and like, all right, dude. Like, if this is... yeah. And then, then, of course, you know, Ann Bowman comes and fucking breaks a bottle and tries to cut a bitch. Which good thing she showed up just to die, but my humble opinion. <laughs> Thank goodness. And yep. knew it was up. Yep. 100%. Anything else for this film? That's all I got. If, if you haven't seen it, seek it out. Uh, yes. It was like, it, it's it's streaming. It's for, for a couple bucks. I think I paid two bucks to, to, to stream it. Mm-hmm. It's well worth the $2 to stream because it is a fun little romp. Agreed. Agreed. It's summertime. It is summertime. So kick back, find some time to relax. Lord knows we've all had a freaking year. Uh, we deserve summer. We deserve breaks. We deserve pina coladas and getting caught in the rain and all of that other stuff that you know they sing about in 70s yacht rock songs so everybody live it up that's true summer. it is going to be a fun summer here at ghoul's headquarters no it's going to be cruel summer here at jersey ghoul's headquarters it is <laughs> it is my birthday is coming up so we got a birthday episode to, to, yeah. to dish for you guys we've got some i tell you what i'm i'm downright dreading some of our cruel summer picks this this season <laughs> look at that evil we actually we actually have a lot of we actually have a lot of fun stuff we we we're we i'm very proud of us we kind of scheduled out the rest of our year yeah and we we have got some super fun things in the works yeah for some guests. all of y'all uh we hope you guys had no you're supposed to go and don't forget to do that that is right that's how you do it is how i do i have to get the cadence down if i think about it too much and i'm just like hey don't forget to check us out on your favorite podcasting app or social media just search jersey ghouls and you will find us you can also find our blog our podcast our contact information and all sorts of fun stuff on our website jerseyghouls.com You're listening to the Geekscape Network.